0: The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reads and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian Districts, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rap Show Podcast. How are you? Hope you are all keeping the best. (sighs) This has been the most stressful week (laughs) for myself. It's just been nuts. So to get the opportunity... To sit down and chat with you guys is just a relief. I don't know. It seems to be everything that could possibly go wrong has went wrong this week. Did I ever get one of those weeks? Anyway, I'm blathering away about myself. Welcome! <laughs> we are the show for the piping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it or near it, we are the show for you. We discuss everything about the bagpiping world, and with each week we upload a new episode of our wonderful podcast, we introduce new people to what we do. So thank you, first of all, for clicking that download button, and listening and tuning in. Because as I've said, a lot of you guys out there at the minute have been sharing the podcast. I've noticed that a lot of people actually referring people, saying, hey, hey, check this out. So thank you. First of all, we've had a kind of a large increase in numbers recently so thank you very much uh, keep doing it, keep sharing it with your mates tell people about our humble show and uh, yeah we can bring more piping and drumming goodness to the masses Yeah. so with that being said before we get into everything let's give a shout out to our amazing patrons, those people who have hit that support button on our Patreon page thank you so much, you guys are awesome shout out to LoneStarPiper.com Twisted Thistle and Brandon Rennell, you guys are Awesome! Yes! Thank you. And if you do so want to help support the show you can do, you can go onto our Patreon page and click that we support button. And there's lots of little various wee perks and stuff. Yeah, little bits of extra content and that. that. So, yeah, that's up there. So, feel free. You can click that support button. But if you don't want to, that's fine. Also, do not worry. Right. Time to get into it. We got some listener mail this week. And, uh, yeah... Let's kick the show off right, shall we? This has been the story of my week so far. (laughs) It's that segment of the show that I haven't done in a while. It's stuff that Rab got wrong. Yes! It's back. Stuff that Rab got wrong. And, yeah, on last week's podcast, I got something wrong. And, yeah, I got a better listener mail about it. Hey, Rab, listening to your episode 59 player poaching... And just had a good laugh listening to you talk about the South Florida Academy in Boca Raton. It's actually pronounced Boca Raton. So I'm sure everybody from down that area got a good kick out of it. Thanks for the podcast. Love it as always. Keep it up. Hopper. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. You know what? I am notorious for pronouncing stuff wrong. I don't know if it's because I'm kind of from Northern Ireland and I'm just... Yeah, English is like a second language to me. Can you even Northern Irish is a second language to me. I don't even know what kind of language as we speak over here. We talk to each other in farts and clicks, you know. Hey, hey, chummy, hey, what? You know, we talk, yeah, it's a bit strange over here. So, yeah, (laughs) I do pronounce stuff wrong all the time. So, hey, at least I give people a giggle. And if I do pronounce stuff wrong, feel free and email me. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Send me a wee voicemail there. Uh, and yeah, we'll get it into stuff stuff that Rab got wrong. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this last series of podcasts. It's been kind of a labour of love this last while. A lot of uh, work has been into the, believe it or not, you might not think. But yeah, the podcast last week on player poaching, whew, to say the least has caused a bit of a stir. I have got a lot of feedback from you guys. and especially through social media, I've got a lot of tweets and Twitter messages and stuff, a lot of Facebook messages all about player poaching and yeah, it would appear that most of not all of the piping world has experienced player poaching at one time or another. Even on the Chanter Rant podcast this week, Andy and Josh, uh, I think their special guest this week, Angel, were actually talking all about player poaching. You know, they were chatting about how we were talking about it on the show and yeah, I did give an opinion. I <laughs> I think Andy had said, you know, Rab, stop dancing on the lam, man. Yeah, I did say it was a negative thing. And I think, by all accounts, everyone who's contacted the show this past week, thank you to everyone who enjoyed last week's podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, go and check it out. That's last week's where we talked all about player poaching. And, yeah, it's a bit of a ne- negative topic no matter what way you, you look at it. Do you know what I mean? It is a negative thing. So, hmm. Um, yeah, my sympathies to everyone who emailed me in lots of stories about what happened their particular band or their drum corps or their pipe corps about losing particular members to whatever band for whatever reason. It does seem to be pretty prevalent no matter where you live in the world. Like a lot of guys from the States and Canada were in contact with this, even ones down under as well. Yeah, it seems to happen all over. So it's not unique to the piping world here in the UK. player poaching is rife apparently. So who knows, it may be a topic that we may have to revisit again. You never know. Um, but, hey, we've got so much more to talk about, it's ridiculous. So let's get on to it. Let's get into the of news because there's been a lot happening this past week. And if anything, it's all going to happen this weekend. Yeah! Oh, I am so stupidly excited about this. This weekend is the New Zealand National Championships. Oh my god! I'm so excited for this. It's just ridiculous. It seems like I've been waiting for this for ages now, and now finally here it is. The New Zealand national championships are going to be happening now. Hey, here we go. This is going to be stuff that Rab gets wrong. It's going to be happening in Rotorua, Rotorua, Rotorua. See, I know I've pronounced that wrong, but hey, there you go. Rotorua in New Zealand. Yes, so (laughs) their national championships are this weekend and many thanks to the guys at BrassBand.com, we're going to be able to watch the entire event. The whole thing will be live streamed online. Man, I cannot wait. I have to take my hat off to the guys at BrassBand.com. They are incredible with what they do with their live streaming services. They have multiple HD cameras, Apparently, in the arena this year, they have over 5 microphones to capture the action, so... With over 5 mics in one circle. Yeah, you're going to be spoiled for the coverage. So, yeah. I think by all accounts they put out on their announcement about the live streaming. That they hope to catch the street march competition. But it's weather dependent. Because I think if I remember correctly. Whenever Brass Band were actually doing the Australian Championships. They got washed out during the street march. They got absolutely soaked. And a lot of their equipment got damaged as a result. So, mm, yeah. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see whether we get to see the street march competition. But definitely by all accounts we will see what will happen in the arena and the grand finale and results hopefully. So I cannot wait. To get tuned into this. Now obviously I don't know what the time difference is here. Between New Zealand and the UK. So I don't know when it kicks off exactly. Um, But I will be tuning in nonetheless. But we have shared out the link by the way. For the live streaming for the New Zealand Championships. We've shared it out a bunch of times now. Um, But if you are interested go along to BrassBand.com That's b r a -S s s b a n n e d. Brassband.com and the link is right up there as soon as you click on that. So there you go. Prepare yourselves for some pretty amazing talent down under. Now I've been following the competitive scene down in New Zealand this past number of months and to say that it's been close is an understatement. At the minute, the New Zealand police, as I mentioned in last week's podcast, they're walking away at the minute with the champion of champions title under their arm, they lifted it there. I think maybe a week ago, two weeks ago. So the New Zealand Police, current champion of champions. So obviously they're going to be on the hunt to try and lift the nationals. However, possibly one of their closest rivals. And going back what we were talking about on the live radio show on Fuse last night. Everyone seems to have Manawatu up there as being possibly one of their biggest rivals. Now whenever you look at some of the performances from New Zealand Police and Manawatu over this last series of weeks and months, there's very little in it, to be honest. I'm not being impartial, it's just, yeah, there's... (laughs) Manawatu have an amazing sound. If you listen to Manawatu pipe band, they just seem to blow a big sound. It just hits you like a wall. And... Sound incredible, the, the pitch, the tone, just awesome. And again, me being a drummer, I can appreciate what their drum core are doing. Really, really musical stuff. And if anything, very subtle stuff coming from their midsection as well. If you do happen to listen to Manawatu, check out what their bass core is doing. It's very, very cool. And I, I, yeah, I really like their bass corps. So, But then again, that's not to take away from what New Zealand Police are doing and what they're doing. Man, you just can't fault it. They're playing Straspais with Bounce. They're playing Marches. Really? Ah, come on. Clean as a whistle. That band, New Zealand Police, are the current New Zealand Champion of Champions for a reason. They are pretty awesome. So, to be fair, this weekend, it's going to be a real tough fight. Especially at the top grade. Uh, Whenever we're looking at New Zealand Police, we're looking at Manawatu. But not forgetting, of course, we have Canterbury. We have Auckland and District in there as well. We have lots of other bands that could possibly just nick in there on the day and lift it. So yeah, this weekend the New Zealand Championships is going to be pretty intense to say the least. No idea what the weather conditions have uh, in store for us. But then again, it's kind of similar to here in the in the UK. It can be unpredictable. It could be scorching hot or it could be absolutely freezing. So one thing I want to say is best of luck to everyone competing down in New Zealand. Because I do know we have a lot of listeners who tune into the podcast down under in Australia and, and from New Zealand. I wish you all the very best of luck. I hope you have the best time. And please do lift a glass for us on the Rab Show. And if you do, take a selfie and send it to us. Send it on our Facebook page. Say, hey Rab, here's your New Zealand Championships selfie. That would be incredible. <laughs> have the best time down under, guys. We will be tuning in. Probably three, four, five o 'clock in the morning here in the u k uh, to try and get tuned in and catch a note, and i can 't wait it's yeah, because the talent down under is not just uh, you know for grade one, obviously, but all, all the way through the grades it's just yeah, the piping world down under seems to be in a very healthy place at the moment, um, just you 're tripping over bands and just incredibly talented people down under, so cannot wait to see the plethora of bands that are going to be there and yeah what they bring to the grass. Cannot wait. Best of luck everyone. So as I said before, if you are interested in tuning in, go along to BrassBand.com That's B-A-N-N-E-D, BrassBand.com And there you go. The link is up right on their front page. You can click on it and tune in and watch. I think also they will have this available on replay. So if you're listening to this podcast maybe a few weeks later, (laughs) yeah, where have you been? And hopefully, yeah, this will be available on replay as well. With a bit of luck. Okay, swiftly moving on. This weekend, as well as the New Zealand Championships happening this weekend, we also have the Kingdom Thistle Solo Piping and Drumming Championships in Loughgilly High School in Fife. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning this particularly is because this is the first solo competition here in the UK that has a pre-qualification spot available for the Adult World Solo Drumming Championships. Did you catch that? It's a very long sentence. But yeah, basically, if you're wanting to pre-qualify for the World Drumming Solos, this is your first opportunity. Now, as you know, the World Drumming Solos happens every year. And yeah, it seems to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So judging panels and all the rest are looking at events to try and whittle it down. So anyone who wins a pre-qualification spot basically skips a step on the world's day so yeah you end up having being pre-qualified so this is the first one so to be honest this one is going to be fiercely contended for because yeah the kingdom thistle solo championships has been happening now for quite a number of years and the field of players that they have each year second to none you know what i mean i already know right now i know this is wednesday whenever you're listening to this hopefully but uh, yeah, I know a lot of people who have caught flights and uh, yeah, they headed over on ferries and boats and all sorts to get over to Fife there in Scotland to head for this. With the hope that they will get the pre-qualification spot for the World Solos. So best of luck everyone who's heading over to Lockgilly High School this weekend for the Kingdom Thistle Solos. I wish you the very best of luck. Have a good tune. As far as any live streaming from that event is concerned... I don't think there is any plans for it. I know us here in the Rab Show. We haven't been able to send anybody over to it. So yeah. We might not be able to get any footage of that. But if we do manage to find any kind of recordings. Or that. You know us. As soon as we find them. We'll share them out on our social media. So yeah. Good luck everyone at the Kingdom Thistle Solos. This will be a pretty hard fought event. To be honest. And yes we'll be talking all about it. On next week's podcast. As we read out the all important results yeah so good luck everyone. Kingdom thistle solos and if you are looking for full details, I think the draw is now currently available um, i haven't got the draw in front of me here at the moment, but you can go to kingdom thistle's kingdom thistle solo uh, event on I think it's uh, KingdomThistle dot com I think is the address, so yeah, you can go on there and yeah the full draw should be available of who 's who so good luck, everyone. Now, little shout out to the Las Vegas Highland Games. Yes, they've officially announced that they will be happening this incoming year, April 14th and 15th. Two days of fun. So, yeah, this is going to be held at Floyd Lamb Park. And it'll be the 14th Games, apparently. And it'll, be, it'll, it'll have on the day include live music, traditional food and drink, whiskey tasting, a piping and drumming competition, Obviously. <laughs> Highland dancing, heavy athletics, and much, much more. So, for full information and where to get your tickets, go along to lasvegascelticsociety.org. So, there you go, the 14th, uh, 14th games that are going to be running. Now, this event in itself is one that I would love to get to. I've heard a lot about it, obviously, through Andy and Josh, you know, from the Chanter podcast, I've been talking about it. And yeah, I would love to get to this event, but yeah, obviously, I'm not going to be jumping on a flight. And heading over this year because, yeah, <laughs> uh, money, but yeah, <laughs> who knows, I might head over in future years because, you know, around the 14th and 15th of April, the season just hasn't kicked off here in the UK yet, so that's perfectly timed, you know, for some UK people to head over and enjoy that, so yeah, I would love to go over there to Vegas, have a few whiskeys and enjoy some piping and drumming, awesome. So there you go, shameless plug for the Las Vegas Highland Games, go along and grab your tickets. Now, a little bit of news that had me cheering. Like, yeah! Whenever I read it, I thought, oh man, this is amazing! Yeah. Now, this band pronounces its name two different ways. I know I'm going to get stuff that rap got wrong. I'm going to get an email about this. But Balagan or Balagan, pipe band. Right, I know someone out there is laughing right now. But I pronounce it Balagan. I could be completely wrong, but there you go. (laughs) Balaghan Pipe Band have recently made an announcement that they plan to attend five majors this incoming season. Now, this is huge! I cannot stress how big this news is. Obviously, Balaghan Pipe Band in grade two have been one of the big guns, but over this past couple of seasons have kind of suffered because they just haven't managed to stretch past the likes of Johnstone or the Glasgow Sky. Do you know what I mean? So, this could be. Balagan's year and this is obviously a very clear statement from Balagan as their intentions for this incoming season. To want to make the push all the way from Copenhagen and Denmark to over to the UK five times to hit every major? That's a very clear intent by the guys to say we are pushing out and we're pushing out hard. We want to win. So good luck, guys. Yeah, Balagan obviously have been, as I've said, they've been in the mix. But uh, yeah, kind of suffered maybe last season because of the Johnstone and yeah, Glasgow Skybats being so strong in Grade 2 last season. So who knows? This could be Balagan's year. I really wish them well. And obviously, this is a huge investment. These guys come, as I've said, all the way from Copenhagen. Th- that's not a small trip, you know, and to do it five times. Like, there I was once, I was complaining and talking about people travelling from the States and Canada coming over to the world, and that's once. You know, that's one trip. These guys are doing it five times. Five! So, Oh, I cannot wait. So the opportunity normally for us to see Balagan Pipe Band is at the worlds. And yeah, that's kinda slim pickings. We only really get to see them once. Maybe I think maybe last year they done maybe two majors last year. I could be I don't know, I could be wrong. But hey, to get the opportunity to see them five times this year, just fantastic. So awesome. Thank you to the guys of Balagan Pipe Band. So chuffed about this announcement. I can't wait to see you He's on the grass. Really can't wait to see what you bring to the field. Best of luck everyone there. So that's awesome news. Okay. Marching on. Thiefville Memorial Pipe Band are holding their annual supper dance. So a special plug for Thiefful. March the 9th, so depending on when you're listening to this, it may have already happened. But yeah, March the 9th in McBride's and Castle Finn. Tickets are 9 quid and available from any band member or you can contact them through their social media. Thiefful Memorial Pipe Band themselves will hit the stage at 9.30 sharp. After which there will be a feed. You'll get your dinner. And then there'll be dancing. And uh, yeah... We wee bit of Ribena into the small hours. So there you go. If you are interested in go going, I think by all accounts this event has been, like I said, an annual thing. And has been extremely popular and a great fundraiser for the band because they always know how to throw a great night. So if you are interested, get in contact with Thiepville Memorial through their uh, Facebook page. I think is probably the best bet and they'll hook you up with tickets. There you go. Okay, a little bit of news dropped there not too long ago about Grade 1 Ottawa Police. Yes, and I'm sure all of you have seen it by now. So you're all nodding your heads and going, yeah, I heard about it. Ottawa Police Pipe Band decided they're not coming out in 2018. They decided to take a back step. Now this is another kick in the unmentionables for bands from North America, to be honest. (laughs) From North America, Canada, bands are dropping like flies. So this is horrible news. So... Yeah, the band has cited reasons being a shortfall in the drum section. Basically, numbers. You know? And yet they said that they couldn't field a band with enough members to be competitive. Now that stings. That really hurts. So... Really sorry to hear this, guys, from Ottawa Police. I think, by all accounts, they are still in operation. They'll be doing various different, you know, concerts and different things, you know, service things that the police band has to do. They'll be doing that. But as far as competing and that goes, they're not doing that. So they're taking a step back, which is horrible. So the band has obviously said they're going to be taking this year to try and rebuild, try and recruit, and who knows, they could be back in competing ways in 2019. Now, this move, as I've said, is just one major announcement by a North American Grade 1 pipe band because another band that had an announcement there not too long ago was L.A. Scots. Yeah, L.A. Scots, Scots after 20 years of being in Grade 1, decided to take the drop down to Grade 2. Yeah, That has to hurt as well. You know, it really does. Now, to be fair, LA Scots, this last number of years, have been suffering. Either in the numbers game, or even in the competitive game. I think they came over to the World Championships there, maybe a couple of years ago, and had a real tough time of it. I don't know if it was the conditions or what it was, but they just really didn't seem to be on their game. Not the usual LA Scots that we've all came to know and love, but, yeah, have really found it hard. Over this last number three or four years, LA Scott's having a tough time. So they've took the step down to Grade 2 to try and recoup. So, yeah, LA Scott's taking a step back. Now, it's not just them. It's also Peel Police. Peel Regional Police, of course, from Ontario. They agreed to take the step down to Grade 2 as well. So... Ugh. Grade 2. It's, it's great news for Grade 2. Don't get me wrong. Grade 2 is looking awesome this year. Not forgetting you have Ravara in there as well. You know you have well just as we've mentioned we have Balagan coming through. Grade 2 is going to look like it could be pretty amazing. But whenever you look at it this is a horrible situation for piping and drumming in North America or Canada in general. Because it only leaves. Now I could be wrong. This could be stuff that rag went wrong. But I think this could be ...leaving only five bands that I could count. I made a list here. The 78th Fraser Highlanders, obviously from Ontario. The 78th Highlanders, uh, Halifax Citadel from Nova Scotia. We have Dowco Triumph Street, Simon Fraser and Toronto Police. That's all the bands I could think of. I couldn't think of any others. And that basically is your Grade 1 contingent. Now, I'm sure people are going, oh you forgot about these guys! So yeah, if I have forgot anyone, please tell me. But yeah, I think Grade One bands in North America slash Canada is really suffering at the moment. Now what is happening, I've no idea. And if anything, I'll throw it out there to you guys, the listeners, just what is happening in the competitive scene there in the States. Why are Grade One bands it's suffering? You know what I mean? It's just it's odd. I don't I don't understand it. Surely grade one bands should be a big enough draw for players to want to flock to them and saying, Hey, I want to play with you guys. Why are players not doing that? Why I don't get it. I don't understand it. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe that could be another future topic of the week. <clears throat> Let's fly on. And as I, said, I was talking about the seven eighth Fraser Highlanders, they have launched themselves a bit of a fundraising campaign. Yes. Recently, seven eighth have announced that they're Basically doing a bit of fundraising. In the hopes of raising over $37,000, they hope to kit out the band in some new uniform. Yeah, so that's the band consists of about 40 members. And they want to keep them in their trademark tar- tartan. You know, apparently, the trademark tar- tartan that they have... I can't talk tonight. The trademark tartan that they have is pretty distinctive. You can notice the 78th Fraser. You know them when you see them in the kilts. But apparently they're going to be making subtle improvements to improve, now this is from what they've said in their statement, more contrast and vibrancy. Hoo-hoo-hoo. What that exactly means, I have no idea. But there you go, they're basically wanting £37,000 or 1000 going to pounds there. 37 grand to get themselves some new kilts and new uniforms because apparently the ones they've been wearing are getting pretty old and pretty tattered. So, yeah, they have launched a GoFundMe page as well as accepting PayPal donations from generous people out there. So, if you want to, you can head along to the 70th Fraser Highlander website, and all the links are all up there, and any donations will be very kindly received. So, and as well as doing this, they're not just setting up a, a, a GoFundMe page and just hoping for the best. They're also doing it through their usual means. Through their annual Burns Night. Which by all accounts I think was totally successful for the band. So well done. Uh, Also they're going to be appearing at the National Tartan Day concert. This is going to be Friday, April the 6th. And it's going to be at the Fergus Grand Theatre in Fergus, Ontario. Tickets... For the 8pm show are going to be priced at $30. And are available from the Fergus Grand Theatre. So if you are interested and are in the Ontario area. Or even can get anywhere near it. This is going to be a concert you're going to want to catch. 70th Fraser Highlanders. April the 6th. You're going to want to get to this. Also on April 28th the band will be hosting a pub night. Oh, man. I would love to get to this. This is in Corktown Pub in Hamilton in Ontario. And they have performances by the band and their soloists. Plus many more on the night. You can contact Sharon Duthert or Sandra Neal for tickets. Or, of course, any band member of the 78th. And they will hook you up with tickets. You know what? That actually sounds like a lot of fun. Imagine hanging out with the guys of the 78th. Just... Drink beers and enjoy tunes. That sounds like a great night. So, an awesome way to raise money, 78. I wish you well. 37 grand, eh, that's a lot of money. But, definitely wish you well. I think, by all accounts, you should do that, no problem, I would say. Anyway, so the National Piping Centre here in Glasgow. Yes, they are running a bit of a vintage pipe affair. Fair, I think the way they're calling it. Vintage Pipe Fair. Yeah, this is going to be held at the National Piping Centre in Glasgow Saturday, or Sunday, the 25th of March. So if you're anywhere near that, get along to it. Because this one is going to be one for the history buffs. If you are into your history of piping and drumming, definitely get to this. Because you're. this is your opportunity to see original sets of R.G. Lorry's, Henderson's, Glenn's, and a whole load more of a whole big list here, but yeah, there's loads of sets of pipes, originals from way back in the day, from when they were first produced, along with your ivory furls and everything. Yeah, I could sit here and talk about everything that's going to see, but trust me, this is one for the history buffs. They're going to have all the history of these pipes, how they were made, who played them, na 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 na. Get along to it. I think by all accounts the event could be free. I'm not entirely sure. But get along to the National Piping Centre website for full details. As I've said, this is uh, Sunday 25th of March. It's going to be one to get along to. I think that'll be really interesting. Anyway, so there you go. Shameless plug for them. Now, Tully and Pipe Band here in sunny Northern Ireland are again doing a little bit of fundraising. They're presenting a piping recital by the legend that is Stuart Little. Yeah! Yes. Stuart Little's coming over to do a piping recital and it's going to be hosted by Tully Lagan Pipe Band. This is going to be the 24th of March in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown. This is obviously to coincide with the band's anniversary celebrations. I think it was 90 years they were celebrating on the roads. Congratulations, Tolly Lagan. So tickets are a tenor and can be got from any member of Tully Lagan Pipe Band or you can contact them through their social media. And, yeah, get your tickets. Ten quid for an evening of piping by the legend that is Stuart Little. That is, yeah, cheap at twice the price, to be honest. Awesome. I might actually try and get along to that. Who knows? Maybe try and grab you as a cheeky interview with the legend. Anyway, who knows? Right, I have to give a shout-out. The, the 54th annual Phoenix Games were this past weekend. Now, I missed this. I got a message from a couple of listeners who said, Hey, I'm just at the Phoenix Games. I said, well, are you? I didn't know they were happening. this seemed to sneak in under the radar with me. Which is not like me. But yeah the annual uh, 54th annual Phoenix Games were this past weekend. And I haven't been able to see any results from it yet. If there was any competition at it I'm not sure. Or if there's any results I don't know. So if anyone out there who was at the Phoenix Games. Please let me know how it went. And if there was any results and stuff. Send them through because I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but think by all accounts though, uh, from the messages I received is that the Phoenix games went very, very well. A lot of people had a lot of fun and the odd little glass of ribena. Yeah. You know, a little lime cordial and mango juice. Do you know what I mean? Anyway. Right. <laughs> I thought <laughs> about mango juice. Okay, let's fly on. We've got a couple of bands who are giving piping and drumming lessons. One such band are Major Sinclair Memorial. These lessons are for free, I might add. So, yeah, you can go along Wednesday nights in Torrance Hall in Doch, starting the 7th of March. Which is as I'm recording this. So lessons are happening right now. Doors partly opened at 8 p.m. and everyone is welcome. They don't care if you're an advanced player or a complete beginner, if you are just out of nappies, or you're a pensioner. Doesn't matter, they would love to see you come through the door and have a go at piping and drumming. So well done. Major Sinkler. Uh, so Torrance Hall and Doug. Oh, Battle Hill Pipe Banner are also given piping and drumming lessons, and this is going to be held in Kilmore Parish Hall in Kilmore Rich Hill, Armagh every Wednesday night 7pm again completely for free walk in off the street even if you don't have a pair of sticks or a chanter just dander in and have a go. Yeah, so these lessons as I've said. All going to be offered for free. Major Sinclair, not a penny being charged. Battle Hill, again, not a penny being charged. Just walk in off the street. And yeah, there'll be tutors there to take you under the wing. And teach you how to play mummy daddies or a skill. So there you go. If you are interested, do contact Major Sinclair on their social media. Or Battle Hill. And There you go, depending on where you live here in Ireland. Speaking of Ireland, I have to tell you that the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association here in Northern Ireland, they still haven't published an official list of competition dates. Now, I raised this with them over this past couple of weeks, and I've said to them, I "says hey, we've been waiting on an official listing of competitions, it hasn't been published on your website yet, what's happening? And the response I got back was, uh, yeah, it hasn't been published yet. I said, well, Have we got confirmed dates? This is now March. Season starts in May. Do we know where the first competition is in May? And apparently at the AGM, various band representatives at the meeting was handed out various letters and stuff to say, here is your list of confirmed dates. However, the RSPBA in Northern Ireland still haven't published these. They haven't been put up on their website for public view. So if you were Joe Blog's public and you want to see what's happening in, say, June or July and you're trying to plan your visit, you can't because these dates aren't published yet. So, us here on The Rab Show, because we have a brass neck on us, yeah, we managed to get a copy of this letter. We got all the dates written down in black and white and we published them. So... Yes, without further ado, (laughs) yeah, I don't know officially if we should have done, but come on, you know, it's March now. Sure enough, I'm sure every band out there knows what event that they're attending and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I would like to let the public know as well. You know, there's a lot of supporters who go to these events and it's nice to let them know what's happening. So yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. So, let's go through the dates, shall we? I know for a lot of you guys listening in the States and Australia and around the world, this is going to be nothing to you. But to all of our Northern Ireland listeners, get your pen and paper ready. So, the 12th of May sees the first competition in the competition season here in the UK in Northern Ireland. Banger, The North Down Championships. And yeah, Banger competition has been, this last number of years, a pretty excellent competition. Because we've had... A lot of the big Grade 1 guns roll out for the first run of the season. Now, we have been chatting to Willie Glenholmes in a previous podcast and he said that possibly Vale of Ahel might be there. Also, we're hoping that the Field Marshal might be there along with St. Lawrence. It's, yeah, Grade 1 is looking good for bangers. So it could be the first opportunity to hear these big guns before they head the following week then, the 19th of May for the first major of the season, and that's in Paisley. So the 19th of May, Paisley, for the British Championships, that's the first time we get to see how the chips fall. So, I yeah, cannot wait. It's going to be so interesting, and we'll get into that in a future podcast. We'll break the season down and talk about possible you know, predictions for grades and all of that sort of stuff. So we'll get to that, we'll get to that. But yeah, season kicks off on the 12th of May in Bangor. 19th of May in Paisley. Then the 26th of May is in Enniskillen for the County Fermanagh Championships. Here's hoping that it stays dry. Enniskillen's is kind of famous for being a bit of a washout. <laughs> so here's hoping it stays dry. The 2nd of June then, we're heading to Cookstown. So there you go. Cookstown competition for the mid Ulster Championships is happening in the 2nd of June in Cookstown High School. The 9th of June is in Lurgan. Sonny Lurgan for the Craigavon and District Championships. Then the 16th of June is our next major. Yes, it's the UK Championships in Belfast there in Stormont Estate. So yeah, if you haven't been to this competition, I can't stress enough the venue for this competition it's just fantastic. It's been nominated on the list for best venue in the Rabshow Awards now for a couple of years in a row. It, It is a pretty awesome venue. So yeah, 16th of June Belfast UK Championships. 23rd of June then. Antrim. Yeah, this is going to be held in Antrim Castle Grounds for the Antrim and Newton Abbey Championships. So that's pretty interesting because it's sandwiched right in there between the UK Championships and the next major, which is the Euros. The European Championships going to be held in Forest, obviously, on the 30th of June. So that's another major then for your calendar. And for those of you who are counting, yes, you have two majors left, don't worry. <laughs> so that's Forest, the European Championships, 30th of June. The 7th of July then is here in Northern Ireland, or Ireland in general... It's the All-Ireland Championships. They're going to be held in New Ross this year. So 7th of July in New Ross for the All-Ireland Championships. That one will be fiercely fought for this year. I could see the competition for this one being pretty tight in all grades, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that as well in a future podcast. All-Ireland Championships are going to be pretty awesome this year. So, get along to that. The 14th of July is going to be in Glenarm for the County Antrim Championships. Hmm. Now, this is my podcast and I can give my views on this. 14th of July. That is... Two days after a big public holiday here in Northern Ireland. I'm sure a lot of you know about the 12th of July and all that. And It is a public holiday here in Northern Ireland. So getting pipe bands to that could be pretty darn difficult. Because this used to be, a few years ago, this used to be part of the July break as we called it. Normally during this two week period in July there was no competitions and pipe bands got a break. That was around the time where you would take all your gear, you would dry it out. For drummers you would replace heads and stuff, you know... Possibly, I don't know, have a look at your bearing edges and make sure there's no dings. And same for pipers. You know, you look about seasoning again. You would maybe select another set of reeds for the latter half of the season. You know, it was a two-week break in the middle where you got to throw your heels up and relax for a while. But also get your gear ready for the final push. So here we have the association in Northern Ireland is filling it again with a competition 14th of July in Glenarm. Now this is also part of like a massive festival. uh, That is held in Glenarm. There's strongman events. There's bungee jumping and all sorts of madness. Helicopter rides. You know it's just a bit crazy. I think if anything it's more like what we were talking about earlier. With the Las Vegas games. There's more going on around the arena than there is in it. So. Yeah, because in previous years it's been pretty badly supported by bands because, yeah, it's normally during that break and bands like to get that break. Anyway, I'm rhyming on. Who knows, it could be a great competition coming in. I don't know. But 14th of July in Glenarm. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. The 21st of July then is... Yeah, it brought a massive smile to everyone in the Northern Ireland competitive scene. The Ulster Championships, which are a major championships here in Northern Ireland, and they're gonna be held in Newcastle. Yes! Ah, there you Newcastle County Down. Oh my god, I cannot tell you how happy all of us here in the Northern Ireland piping scene are to see this competition back in Newcastle. Newcastle is an absolutely amazing venue and it hasn't been in Newcastle for a good while. There hasn't been any competitions in Newcastle for ages. So to get the chance to come back to Newcastle and throw a competition, oh man, so excited. So the Ulster Championships, I'm really looking forward to that. But then a week later, possibly one of the most exciting majors on the calendar, that's the Scottish Championships in Dumbarton on the 28th of July. Now the reason I say it's the most exciting in the piping calendar is because that's the last major on the calendar ...before bands have a chance to get to Glasgow Green. So, yeah, it's the final run-out for all the bands to have a duke at each other before the game. So, yeah, Dumbarton is always severely competitive. Yeah, I cannot wait. But, unfortunately, Dumbarton is also famous for having terrible conditions. Normally, the rain goes sideways in Dumbarton, so bands normally get a good soaking. (laughs) Hopefully that's not the case. I have been to Dumbarton once where the sun was shining for, I think, an hour and a half. Yeah, we actually had sunshine. And during that time photographers went crazy. Because they, they could finally bring their cameras out without getting fear of getting soaked. So, hey, Dumbarton, this year, 28th of July, Scottish Championships. We will definitely look forward to that one. Right, the 11th of August, then... Uh on, sorry I've skipped one. The 4th of August is going to be in Moira. That's for the Lisburn and Castle Ray Championships. That's a pretty decent venue actually there in Moira so I'm looking forward to that. The 11th of August then as I was saying is Portrush. Now this one's a strange one. The 11th of August being Portrush, that's the Northern Ireland Champion Champions competition. So essentially this is the Northern Ireland branch wrapping up their competition. So they wrap up their competition season before the begin it's a bit odd. Portrush is normally seen as an end-of-season party. Normally, everyone comes back from the Worlds and then yeah, everyone heads to Portrush for a, yeah, it's a competition. It is basically it's a big end-of-season get-together. It's just the best time because bands who actually manage to lift any silverware in Glasgow have the opportunity then to parade the town. And show everyone their wares. So, yeah, it's just the best time. So this year, Portrush may be a little bit more subdued. Because it's before the Worlds. Because the 17th and 18th of August, obviously, is the Worlds. It's the big end in Glasgow. So, with the Portrush competition happening before the Worlds. Bands are going to want to play it safe. They're not going to want to stand and play out in the rain. You know what I mean? They're going to want to look after their gear. They're, you know... Try not to get soaked, guys, because next week we're going to try and, you know, do the business in Glasgow. So, it's a strange spot for Portrush, you know. But I guess they were up against it with the calendar and everything. So, hey, I don't know. That's our calendar for you. So, thank you to the RSPBA and I... Uh, for eventually getting those dates. And, yeah, we published them. I still don't think the RSPBA and I have actually published them yet. I think you can check their website. I still think they haven't got them up on the calendar yet. (sighs) Ah, well, we published them, so there you go. You can check that out. It's on the Rab Show Facebook page. It's all up there. And if you are interested in booking your dates for, yeah, for looking at what majors you're going to or competitions around Northern Ireland, there you go. There's your dates. Right. That's it for the Pipe news. I think I shall... Scrap my script. Uh, That's it. There's been a serious amount of piping news this week. I've kept you there for a good while. So thank you for... (laughs) I'm sure a lot of you have paused it, switched it off by now and took a break. But yeah, serious amount going on in the piping world at the moment. And yeah, just... I cannot wait. The season's just around the corner. Anyway, time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter-owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results, and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and with over 250 performances on their AudioMax site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. TwistedThistle.com owned and operated by world champion and gold medal winner bass drummer Mike Cole. Twisted Thistle bass drum mallets are one of the top performing bass stick brands in the world, used by our current world champions in Vararian District Pipe Band. So check out twistedthistle.com where you can find information on available models to buy, tuning videos, Skype drumming lessons, pipe band drum scores, pipe band drumming workshops, drum tech support, just so much stuff. Check them out, twistedthistle.com Loud Pipes Visual Media is your dedicated resource for coverage of pipe bands from Northern Ireland. Loudpipes Visual Media specialises in both photography and videography, so you don't only get to see the fantastic spectacle of piping and drumming, but you also get to hear it too. Loud Pipes Visual Media is always very keen to promote bands from Northern Ireland, so if you or your band has an event or you would like a specific photograph or video taken, please get in touch with Loud Pipes Visual Media on their Facebook page or contact Barbara. On 07719 231 Yes. (laughs) Topic of the week. I love this time of week, man. I really do. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) See, whenever I'm out at events and stuff and doing specials, I don't get to do this. You know, and I do miss this. Anyway, I'm rambling. So, that that was a little couple of clips there from our amazing patrons. Patrons who there clicked the support button. And that was one of the little perks. If you do want to have a little uh, clip or a little ad like that yourself, get along to our Patreon page. And yeah, there's different things on there. Where you too can get yourself a wee clip like that. There you go. Anyway, let's talk about the topic of the week. And the topic of the week this week is concerts. At the minute we are smack bang in the middle of concert season. Yes, no denying we've got some amazing concerts that have already happened. We've had the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland who were just on stage there. Uh, It's just a load more. We're in the middle of concert season. One that's coming up at the moment obviously is Police Scotland Fife. We are in the process of them at the minute of giving away two VIP tickets. I'm sure you might have seen that on our social media. It's on our Facebook page at the minute. However, the competition closes on Saturday. So depending on when you're listening to this, the competition may already have passed. But this got me thinking. This uh, (coughs) concert is happening on the 14th of April. It's going to be held, (coughs) held up there in Aberdeen. And hosted by Bucksburn and District. Boxburn and District hosts this event every year. And get some of the biggest names in Grade 1 to come and hit the stage. I think last year they had Inverary. I think. and <clears throat> I, I could be wrong. But see, I could be stuff that Rab got wrong. Uh, but yeah. Police Scotland 5 hitting the stage on April the 14th. And this is going to be in conjunction with their celebration this year of 10 years on the beat. As they're calling it. So it got me thinking... About concerts in general. Because with that one. Police Scotland Fife in action. We have, <clears throat> have Inverary coming over. They're going to be playing here in May. In Northern Ireland in Ballymena. Cannot wait for that. That's just ridiculously excited for that. So that's going to be a huge concert in itself. Our current world champions hitting the stage. Plus St Lawrence Atul. Announcing not too long ago. That they're going to be hitting the big pre-worlds. Concert stage in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. So that got me thinking. What makes a good concert? Now think about it. If you were a band member and you were in a band putting material together for a concert, how would you approach it? Do you approach it down the line where you're trying to impress everyone sitting in those seats by playing nothing but wall to wall blistering hornpipes and reels and jigs and just melting their face all night with all of this blistering stuff, or do you go down the more creative line and start doing really intricate stuff with playing, you know, the likes of Peebroke and all that there, and have an orchestration behind you, you know, maybe even playing with a, you know a, a string quartet and stuff. I've seen bands doing that. I've even seen bands doing the whole Chili Piper thing. Obviously with having a rock band behind them. And stuff like that. You know. Little things like this put a twist on piping and drumming. And that got me thinking as to what is good and what is bad. Now I've been to a couple of concerts. I'm not going to name what they were. Because I don't want to name and shame. (laughs) But I have been to some concerts. And tell no lie. The band got up on stage. Started with a 6-8. That's fine. They're warming up. As they were playing, Pipe Major walked along and tuned the band. So you thought to yourself, as an audience member, okay, right, they're warming up. They started the show, they're just playing a wee 6-8 until they get the juices going. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're working on their tuning. That's fine. 6-8 finished. Started another set. Scull the Brave. And you thought, hmm, okay. They're playing a 4-4 now. Uh-huh. Right. And then so they played the four four. And that was it. Job done. I thought, okay, now we've had two road tunes now. Time to break out the medley at least. You know, give us a stresspe, give us something. And then, as you can imagine, what came next? They played a hymn. I think it was Abide With Me or Work for the Night or something. It was a hymn, another four-four. So they played this and I thought, what's going on? This is three road tunes in a row. You know, stuff that you would play marching in the street. And then, that finished. I thought, okay. Give me something. So, they struck up again. (laughs) And what did they play? They played another 3-4. I think it was JK Kerr. I think think it was that. Or was it the round tree? I can't even remember. But, yeah. I think they started the first set of the night. They played half an hour worth of road stuff. Now that, to me, kind of was hmm, a bit dodgy. Because this band was not a grade 4, grade 3 band. They were grade 2. And I was thinking, a grade 2 band hitting a stage and you've paid maybe 15 quid for your ticket, you would expect a little bit of effort. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying that road tunes are bad, but you know, essentially, you hear road tunes all the time. You know what I mean? You practice them yourself. All the time. Whenever you're in the band hall, what do you tune up with? You play a, a road tune. something easy, something simple that'll run you through the range of notes and motions that'll get you the sound and then you have to you know place your sound off a roachin. So seeing it in a concert I don't know, didn't ring my bell. So anyway uh, first half ended and we had an interval and all of that and we had a raffle and then we had to sit through the raffle as everybody had to go up and get their prizes. There's a green ticket. Number 15 to uh, 21. Uh, has anybody got a green ticket? Has anybody got a green ticket? And then somebody in the back row jumps up and he says, Me? I've got a green one. Uh, number 34. No, it's the wrong one. Oh, I'm going to sit back down again. Right there. Now this goes on for a clean fortnight until somebody realises, Oh, I've got that ticket. I, I've I won that there, hey. Oh, lethal. And he walks up to the front and then takes forever to draw the next ticket. Meanwhile, the audience are losing the will. Now, whenever you're looking at a raffle, you're also looking at the stage to see how many prizes there is to win. So, yeah, to think to yourself, I can maybe go and get myself something to drink here. And you know, go for a wee walk, stretch my legs and come back whenever this raffle will finish. I don't know. Raffles for me the killer of any night. But there you go. I'm grumbling. But, yeah, this is what happened on this night. So they had the interval, then they had a big long raffle. Then the band came back. And I thought, right, let's do this. Come on, give me something. you would me all this road stuff. Time to hit me between the eyes. Give me a medley selection. Now, to be fair to them, they kicked off with an MSR. I thought, yes, we've got something. Now we're cooking. And then they followed up. With another six eight, and I'm not lying. I've actually written this down. I have my notes from the time of the concert. They played another six eight during which time Pipe Major tuned the band again. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Then they played the second half of the medley, and that was it. Concert over. Good night. <laughs> I'm thinking I have paid my fifteen quid to come and see this, and that's it. Now. <sighs> terrible so i guess whenever you experience a bad one you kind of think to yourself and then what makes a good one what you know bands should really kind of invest themselves whenever they're thinking about producing a live concert performance because a concert performance is so much different from what we're doing in the competitive circle i have to stress that to everyone listening (laughs) if you're in a band and you're preparing for the competitive field that's one animal, okay? Competitive music is one thing. Concert music is a completely different thing. Because as I was talking <coughs> to the guys from St. Lawrence there, also from the Chili Pipers who are preparing for the up and coming St. Lawrence concert, you'd have heard them say that they're learning all the concert stuff separately from their competition stuff. At the minute, the competition stuff is set. For them. I think they've worked out all the kinks. They have that done. The concert stuff now. Is what's in front of them. So they're treating it as two separate. Bodies of work. And that to me. Is kind of vindication. For what I was thinking they should do. Treat it as two separate things. I know bands out there. That are completely. Amazing concert bands. Concerts are their thing. You know they have showcases. They have Lots of flashing lights. In some cases, they've got dancers and a, a band, a backing band behind them with guitars and drums and woo fireworks and all this sort of stuff. And that band could barely play "Scotland the Brave," you know, or a four-four. But yet their concert performance, pow, wow, just blows your face away. And do you know what? It's the best recruitment tool a band could have. Can't stress that enough. One such band that really impressed me there recently was at the Kids for Cancer. Charity Night was Tully Pipe Band. Obviously they have a world champion drum course. I can't take it away from them. These guys know what they're doing. But their concert performance was unbelievable. Because in the band themselves they had a bunch of kids. A lot of learners were in the band. But they were all in there playing the concert stuff. So all the big flashy, flashy material that you wouldn't expect kids to play. They were on stage, juking it out and playing these big blistering tunes. And even small, standard tunes, but playing them incredibly well. So, yeah, you could tell that work had went in to the concert performance, if you want, for Tully Lagan. They had a few bespoke pieces. They had like a quartet of pipers playing a tune made out of the Egyptian scale. They also had tenor drummers who had drumsticks that lit up and stuff and put on like a bit of a display of flourishing and everything. That was really cool. A lot of stuff like that that just shows you that this band, as well as playing in their competitive stuff, they're also thinking about how they put themselves on stage. So, to me, <clears throat> what makes a perfect concert? Right, now, if I was going to be sitting down to watch a concert, what would I expect? What would I think would be a perfect concert? Right, first of all, I want a band to play well. Now I don't care if you're on stage playing six eights and three fours and four, four whatever road stuff, play it well. You know what I mean. Look invested. Play it with you know some kind of concentration, and you're not just going through the motions and collecting your check at the end of the night. I've had seen many a band up there playing you know the round tree and whatever. It's, yeah, right. Okay, get this done. Get us paid. We want to go home. Now, if you're a band on there, however, and you are invested in what you're doing, you can see it. You can actively see it. Uh, Yeah, that means the world. So if you're up there, it doesn't matter if you're playing the sandpaper medley or if you're playing a 6.8, you should still be invested. So that's number one. Be interested in what you're doing. If you're going to put on a concert performance, put on a concert performance. Don't just phone it in. A lot of people, whenever they're performing live at gigs and stuff, just go, "Ah, come on, where's my cheque? And you can see it as an audience member. You really can. Um, also, put some forethought into what you're going to play. Don't be standing there on stage and going, what are we playing next? Guys, what are we playing next? And everyone's looking at each other. And then everyone looks at the pipe major and he's looking at his shoes. And he's here, here, pipe major, what are we playing? I don't know, what do you think we should play? Uh, what do I know? Um, have a set list! You know what I mean? Work it out. Know what you're going to play. <laughs> if, work yourself out at least a half hour set list if you know that's how long you have to play. Have something worked out that you know what you're playing. <laughs> I just can't stress that enough. Have something worked out in advance. Right, we're going to start with this, then this, then this, then finish with this. The end. Give me my check. Do that. Do that. Because it just makes the concert run so much smoother, the audience member's not sitting there in an awkward silence, waiting for the band to strike up again. Anyway, so there's that. Also, concert pieces. Now, this is where some bands get lost. Whenever I talk about concert pieces, I'm not talking about big sets like The Flame of Wrath, you know, by the 78th, or big stretching epics that, you know, the Field Marshal or Inverary or even St. Lawrence that these bands can produce some incredible music musical pieces that maybe last possibly 10 or 12 minutes long. You know what I mean? I think Shots recently played with the legend Bill Livingston and some of those pieces lasted about 12 minutes. Like, that's a long time. I'm not saying to produce a piece of music like that. All I'm saying is produce something that is away from the competitive field. Even if it is just playing Amazing Grace. I've seen bands doing that. You know, have one piper started off and then have the rest of the band joined in. That's something different. It's different from playing an MSR or a medley. From what we usually do. Have something that's away from your competitive field. Now, drum salutes. Drum salutes are a great way to do this. And this is a great time for drummers to stretch their legs. I know it myself. As a drummer, drum salutes are the best crack. Normally in in the practice room, drummers love putting together drum salutes. So if you have a drum core and they're anyways competent at all and you have faith in them to produce a decent enough drum salute, let them go. You know, produce a drum salute. If you're looking to full time on a concert, it's perfect. Because drummers can wheel away and put on a visual show for you with backsticking and who knows even catching and throwing and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's a visual thing and yeah, it definitely works well in a concert setting. So, drum salutes are another possible. Also, people do go down the route of having a backing band. Like a guitar player there. Strumming along behind the band, maybe playing something, I don't know, Mullican Tire or something. I don't know, I'm just clutching at straws. But perhaps, you know, you have a keyboard player there, maybe a, a bass guitar player, a guitar player, a, a drummer and a drum kit or something. Or, you know, I think recently a lot of bands use like congas or bongos. And different things like this, just something to add a different noise to the stage. If you're going to do that, do it. Don't half do it. Do you know what I mean? Be invested in it, like I said on point one. Be all in or nothing. Either do it all or not do it at all. What I mean by that is if you're going to have a guitar player or a bass player, uh, you know, bass guitar player and a drummer, you know, kit, you know, playing behind you, we need to hear them. That's the point I'm making. Don't have them on stage there just filling up space because then everybody's going to say, oh, there's a guy there on the guitar, but... I can't hear what he's doing. Especially conga players or people doing percussion and different things. You need to be able to hear them. At least make a bit of a showcase of them. You know, let let us hear them, I think. So perhaps we could be looking into getting them a microphone or some kind of amplification. Because especially if your band is of of any kind of size. If a guy's back there playing on like a little small 50 watt amp, you're not going to hear him. So yeah, amplification could be a problem. So if you're going to start looking at backing, yeah, do it well. Do it right. Be all in or nothing. Because whenever it's done kind of half-assed, it's horrible. It's really the worst. And I have seen, and I'm not telling lies, I have seen one pipe band on stage one time before. I'm not going to name the name again. Uh, But this was a different band. They were on stage and their tenor drummer, one of them, set her tenor drum down and lifted a tambourine. <coughs> I'll let that sink in. Okay. A tambourine. Yes. Now that to me I was thinking a tambourine serious right now. And that that was it. That that was it for the backing. So if you're going to do it, do it all in, you know, have orchestration there, have You know, maybe a couple of instruments. Even if it is just one guy playing bongos. Let him play, but by God, let us hear him. You know what I mean? Do it right. Do it well. Be invested. So that's it. For a concert performance, I am not expecting the earth. I'm not expecting big peabrooks and flashing lights and dancing and all this. You know, I'm not expecting all of that. I just want a band who is invested in what they're doing. They play it well. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Have concert performance. Pieces to perform as well as the standard stuff that they play in the competition circle. Just do something a little different. You know what I mean? And that's what people essentially are going to see. I know myself that whenever I go to see a band in concert. The likes of Police Scotland Fife. Or the upcoming Inverary concert. Or indeed St Lawrence. I'm looking to see what new concert stuff they bring. Because that's what everyone goes to see. Oh man, I can't wait to see what new material they have. Because they know that new concert stuff will be produced. And that's what everyone's going to hear. So I can't wait to see what St Lawrence bring to the stage, man. Because the last time they hit the stage... That album, that DVD hasn't been out of my DVD player now for months. So yeah, the new stuff that they bring to the concert performance stage is just incredible. Same as what Inverary, them guys know how to put on a show. So I guess... If you're going to do a concert try and make an effort try and do it right be invested you know I've seen so many bands who are playing concerts and they see them as fundraising for the band and they say right okay we're going to play at this gig we're going to get paid X amount of pounds to do it how long do we have to play Half an hour fair enough turn up you play Scotland the Brave the Round tree uh, what do we play now oh, six eight or something what time is it? Uh, have we played half an hour yet? No, that's only 10 minutes. Oh, crap. Oh, Who are we going to play now? Ah, playing out him or something. Come on, I want to get home. Right, play him. Ah, right, we've played him. What next? Ah, well, we'll play the round tree again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bands that just phone it in. And it's horrible as an audience member. It's the worst. So... If you are going to be in a concert, doing a concert or even playing a gig. I know a lot of people like, don't like them referred to as concerts but like, gigs and stuff or bookings etc. Please try to be invested. And yeah I think that's what I expect from what a good concert should be. There you go. That's my thoughts. You guys can tell me your thoughts. Have you been to any terrible gigs? Uh, yeah with tambourine players. <clears throat> Or, yeah, have you been to any gigs where bands just play nothing but road sets, even though you know they're capable of playing some of the big tunes? So, yeah, let me know. Have you been to any great gigs? Maybe, you know, you've had a band that's really incredibly impressed you, blew you out of the water, and you thought, wow, where did that come from? Do you know what I mean? Like, recently I had there with Tolly Lagan. Or, you could be pleasantly underwhelmed, yeah. Email me in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Concerts can be chalk and cheese for some. Some people love them. I, am for one, I love seeing concerts but if I pipe bands. You know, I think it's great to take things away from the competition circle. But some people hate them and say, yeah, they're, you know, they're not being, what do you call it, respectful of the tradition, I suppose. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I disagree though. I, I love concerts. So yeah. Let me know your thoughts. I think we'll probably visit the concert one again. On a future podcast I dare say. So let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear you on the listener mail. So bigrabshow at gmail.com Get your emails into me. Now before I go. I have to give a bit of a shout out. To the guys at the Grace Note Vortex Podcast. Now you guys know. We have been best mates. With the guys at the Grace Note Vortex. I have been a massive fan of the guys of the Grace Note Vortex podcast. If you haven't listened to them yet, go and check them out. They do have their back catalogue over there. They've just had the worst time, however, trying to get together. Because there's, there's three guys, basically, on that podcast. And I'm very lucky. I'm here on my own. It's just me. It has to work and produce this thing. But with them, it's a team of people. They have like three people to gather together. So, they've made an announcement there recently over social media that they're temporarily pulling the plug on the podcast. Which is such a shame. I think the last podcast they had done was last year. Sometime. I think it was Around the Worlds. So, yeah, such a shame. because I've been really looking forward to hearing them coming back again. They've been kind of hinting that we're trying to get back together. Trying to record a few more podcasts and stuff. And I was dead excited because... I loved what the guys were doing, I loved their format, the way they kind of uh, came at the piping world, if you know what I mean, it was kind of hilarious. So I loved the podcast and it's such a shame to hear that they've kind of temporarily pulled the plug. Now I have to say it's temporary, apparently they've said in their statement that they may well be coming back again to produce one before the worlds and stuff. So yeah, go and check them out, go and give them a bit of a follow and stuff, I think they're on Podbean and different things. Grace Note Vortex Podcast. Tell them I sent you. They're obviously available on social media as well. They're on Twitter. And they're on uh, Facebook as well. So definitely go and send, say hello. Tell them I sent you. And Yeah, it's just horrible. See, that's, that's a podcast down, essentially. So at the minute, it's looking like it's ourselves here and the Rab Show Podcast. Plus our good friends there and the Chanter Rant Podcast. Now, be warned. I have had a couple of messages from people saying, Holy crap, Rab. What was that? <laughs> I've said a couple of people. I've, you know, I've been telling people go and check out the Chanter Rap podcast. You know, good friends of ours, and uh, yeah, we love what they do and they're chatting about the pipe band world. Although it's not for the faint-hearted, I have to stress. Very yeah, heavy language in there that mm, may not be for everyone. I have to stress that. So if you are easily offended. Mm, might not be for you. But for the rest of us who don't get easily offended by coarse language and all the rest, it's definitely worth a listen. If anything, I love the podcast. I think that's just fantastic. I laughed along every week because the guys make it a bit of a challenge and they, yeah, they're sitting, they drink a few beers and they talk about the pipe band world and it's just the best crack. So if you aren't easily offended at all by coarse language, head over to the Chantaramp podcast, tell them I sent you and yeah, definitely worth checking them out. So it's, The Chanter Rap Podcast plus ourselves here in the Big Rap Show in the podcast world to keep you well informed. Please do give us a subscribe on iTunes, a follow on Podbean, all that sort of stuff. Because, yeah, and tell your friends, tell your friends about our wee show. Because we love introducing more people to the pipe band world. And, yeah, especially as the season is just around the corner. We want to introduce as many people as humanly possible before everything kicks off in May. Right, time to go. Thanks a million for downloading this week's podcast. Next week's will be a quite a good one. Actually, yeah, I'll keep that under my hat. But you're going to want to catch next week's podcast. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Right, there's the opening rules, I will see you all again. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible World Championship performances... G1 reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Virarian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best.